This is NHL in 7 with Ryan Payton and Victoria Matias. All right, we're back for another edition of NHL in 7. For those that have heard this podcast before, I'm not a social media kind of guy. Anyway, I have a feeling though you're going to turn me into one or something because you're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. And I don't care about you on Facebook. I don't care at all. Okay. You don't need to be on Facebook. You should be on Instagram. Are you on TikTok? You're on TikTok. I've been saving that one. I've been saving that one. I've been saving that one all week. No, so I'm, I'm Twitter and Insta. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm nothing. I'm nothing on Twitter. Anyway. Uh, catch us wherever you get your podcasts. Also on the SiriusXM app, SiriusXM, NHL Network Radio, Channel 91. So for those just tuning in, this is what we do. We go back to the week that was. We kind of take everything in the middle and then look ahead to the week that's going to be. NHL games, on 7. NHL on 7. That's what we do. Seven days back, seven days ahead. So really, we're what? We're putting 14 days into... But we're, but we're painting a portrait of okay. what the NHL looks like right now. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. With a little bit of retrospective and a little bit of forecasting. At the present. At the present. So lots has happened since we last did this show. Mm-hmm. Some same things have gone on. I remember last week when we did the show, we talked about Boston. Nothing's changed. No, they're still great. We also talked about Vegas, which we'll begin in just a second. And I'm eating my words from what still. I said. Yeah. And it's not changing. Which I'm not enjoying it's in getting... the slightest. Uh, <laughs> so, what's changed? The Devils. We're going to yes. talk about them as well. Minnesota again about Eric Carlson. Uh, the whole mullet arena thing with Arizona. I just, anyway. I also want to talk about Max Domi. Just threw this curveball at you too. I want to talk about Max Domi. A bit later on. Anyway, we're going to bring down the Clint camera as well. Stay tuned for that segment. That is where we get critical in a positive way. Is that possible? Can somebody can somebody do that? Constructive I mean, we're criticism? Asking, we're asking what's going on here, and we're looking into whether the situation could be fixed or not. In most cases, it can. Right. But uh, we're asking some questions, I think, in a critical fashion with a critical eye. I like that, actually. Makes a lot of sense. Any questions with Vegas right now? Not really. No. It all seems to be coming together as prescribed in the summertime. I mean, the entire team was excited to play for Bruce Cassidy and return to the more defensive ways, but they're still not having any issues scoring at all. This is the Jack Eichel we were hoping to see healthy and fit. And I've heard a quiet rumblings. Obviously, he's not in the forefront, but, you know, is he going to be in contention for the heart if he keeps yeah. this up? Yeah. And uh, and then when you have the goaltending, you've got Logan Thompson right now, and everybody's asking or should be asking Laner who. You know, Robin can take the yeah exactly, right. and Aiden Hill's been great too. But mm. it has been Logan Thompson's crease, yep. and if you look at it, a one point seven three GAA and a nine thirty eight save percentage. Sensational! It is simply sensational. And actually, you know what it is? Save sens- save sensational. Sen- save sensational. <laughs> oh, you can't. I save sensational. I can't say it. Carry on. Um, and there's going to be, if he keeps this up too, he's going to enter the Vesna conversation as well. And it's not going to be a ridiculous conversation to have, but you thought earlier, just, I'm just, just a kind reminder. No, there's bring no. everybody up to date. <laughs> Fair that they weren't, uh, they weren't going to contend for a playoff spot. That was LA was just going to be too tough to, to leap over yep. in that particular division. I, I didn't say that. And, hold um, on, hold on. And they're back. <laughs> You're loving this. If people can see you right now, you're smiling, grinning ear to ear. I don't think I said they leap over LA. Or I don't think I didn't. I thought I said LA. Hold on. 
let me just think. You actually. like Calgary, Edmonton? Yes, I said it was their division to lose. That's right. Right, and I'm with I think you on Calgary yeah. and Edmonton. Okay. I'm not taking anything away okay. from them. At so all. it's going to go through Alberta technically. That's at least now going into the season. But now with Vegas, whatever. I think I did say the Kings. I thought would take a little bit of a step ahead, but I was I was not sold completely. And I was look, I completely. And and being honest to those words I said, I did not. You're I it. I did not think Vegas could could be like this. I saw this stat this week. Um, going back to your Logan Thompson thing, at the end of last season when he was playing, he was playing quite a bit. I think he played nineteen games and he was or something. Playing well, yeah. So ten five and three. Mm-hmm. Ten five and three. You're put into that situation with Vegas, and you're put in trying to get a playoff spot, but were the last few weeks of the season, people were saying it's going to be really tough for Vegas to actually get one because of all the teams in front of them. Then you have the pressure of filling in for Robin Leonard, who when is would fine. you would you think that he was under pressure? Though? No, this is my point. Okay, my point. I said you would think that, right. but for me, and again, it goes back to what I said to you on the last one when I was in Vegas. You just look at him, and uh, they lost that game three two to Colorado when I was there. And even the goals that he gave up, you know what he did. He never looked up at the scoreboard right. to see the replay. Just refocused. Never looked up. Took mm-hmm. the helmet off. I know goalies are creatures of habit. They go through their certain things. It's it's weird, but I wouldn't say that to their face because they're good. But he did not look up. He just took the helmet off, water, back, and then he was fine. Mm-hmm. So to me, what, he, he's 20, 25? He's young, say. yeah. 25. And, and you're at this position mentally. To me, goaltending is one of the toughest positions to play in any sport any sport. I think it's one of the most mentally challenging. The emotional stress is off the charts. Yeah. And I think it's different in soccer because you have such a wide net. You're not necessarily relied no. upon to stop it. If you right. stop it, it's almost a bonus. But in hockey, they are looking at you. If you give up a, a week one five hole, that's all anybody talks about for the next few days. Yeah. It is on you. You can lose games. It's almost like a kicker in football, but still not quite. Yeah. Because a kicker, if you're brought in to kick a 63 yarder, you're not expected to. No. So, but you can, You it can lay on you in uh in in the position in the nhl for sure at the highest level and i think that he's benefiting from actually getting a taste last year because of injuries so he got an intro i didn't get, i don't think there was a lot of pressure on him at all because he wasn't expected to do anything he was thrown into the fire and then he got the taste and now he was able to prepare the last few months and put himself into the situation and ryan i think you're right i think he's just got it going on between the ears and i think that's almost as important as what you need physically to play that position the Vegas Golden Knights are hot right now. They are. And so you need the cliches. You need good goaltending. Um, and yeah, you can have offense, defense, whatever it is, but it always comes down to goaltending. So there's no issue on on that end. There's no, no. issue There's no issue on the back end. No, their defense is Shea Theodore is great. Petrangelo is fan. I mean, they're just, everything's great. Back to what you said about Jack Eichel. I've maintained this from the time he got into the NHL. He doesn't look like he's trying. He doesn't look like he cares. And I'm envious because if you can play a sport at that level and be as good as you want to be when you want to be, for example, if he wanted to dominate two, three, four shifts in a row, he would get the, he could do that, but he got to play within the system. You got to play within Bruce Cassidy's system. Play smart, not hard. Right. He is, he, he just, just the game, the game comes slow, so slowly to him, but it comes so naturally. Right. And you know, I'll be honest to see him like this. It's great. And I will also say this, and you may agree, may not, because we got to have some disagreements in this podcast, <laughs> right? Who, who said that? Occasionally. Right. But when he was in Buffalo, I thought he was, I thought he was crying a lot. I thought he was, oh, what was me? You know, not a good situation, yada, 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 all this type of stuff. 
Then he got injured, the back, the neck surgery. I can only imagine how tough that is. And he finally came back. He's in a good spot. He needed to leave Buffalo. That relationship needed to break years before it actually did. We're going to see how it lasts, however. So because he is in a great headspace right now, he is feeling good right now. So what do you mean by that? Well, he's, he's an excellent player. But what you just said, when things... Everybody loves to play when you're winning and things are going of course, right. Of and course. by the way, playing with a healthy Mark Stone is an advantage in and right. of itself. And he's in that situation too. So let's see how he adapts. Now that we know he is healthy, Mark Stone is healthy as well. So yeah. he feels feels like a, the backs are all great. They yeah. both feel like a million bucks. Fantastic. So when they do stumble, and they will, because every team always does, yeah. How is he going to react to that? Is he going to, you know, is he going to maintain the coolest cucumber? Well, he should pull up his pants and deal with it. That's what he should do. And that's what we're going to see. So if he continues on this pace, he is going to be, he is going to be the conversation for the Hart Trophy by the end of the year. And Vegas is going to remain the top of the table. They continue to play. They are right now. They're in sync. They're buying into Cassidy's system. They all look like they're on the same page. And I think that's huge. It's a great story. Um, So that Pacific, when we did this kind of, preview show on the podcast not too long ago we were both in agreement that Edmonton and Calgary Battle of Alberta that was where the Pacific was going to go through going into the season the offseason moves whatever they did and I do still believe that that's going to happen but Vegas though they're in that maybe 2B so you get 1A 1B with Edmonton Calgary maybe 2 then when it comes to these three teams vying for maybe down the road after game 82, that they're going to be division champions. I think they're going to still be the cream. Those three are going to be the cream yeah. of the crop of that division for quite a while. So looking at the rest of the division, San Jose, Anaheim, LA. Uh, are we still in agreement? Because last week we agreed that San Jose is in the worst, is in a worse spot. Out of the Anaheim Ducks, I think we talked about Vancouver. In the West or in the NHL? I think we talked, everything. I think we talked about. I'm worried about Columbus, but. Okay. I'm starting to worry a little bit more about Columbus in the entire NHL. They can't score. Okay. And uh, they don't have a single power play goal. Last time I checked, you have to score to win. You do. Yeah. And it, and you can't rely on whoever you have in net. You can't rely on them. They're right. not going to score goals for you. They can't score. I'm, I'm worried about Columbus. They better pull up their socks pretty soon too. I still, I'm not, no, I don't. San Jose is. And when you have a certain defenseman on San Jose mm. doing what he's doing right oh, now. Is he turning back the clock? <laughs> is he, has he turned back the clock? To me, Eric Carlson almost <laughs> looks like he's just proving a point. Which is? I am not washed up. Okay. Because we've been talking about Eric Carlson. First of all, he's dealt with so many injuries the last few years. Right. Oh, we should mention he has, he's leading in with how many, where, did, where is he with goals right now? Does he have nine? I think he's got nine. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And he's a defenseman, correct? He is on a, well. on is a he? bad team. No, but, no, but is he? <laughs> no. Or does he just play defense? But he's kind of, he's kind of like, we've always, that conversation has been around since Eric Carlson entered the league. When he won, when he won his Norris trophies, it was just, you know, the, the points were up there. The production was up there, but is he a defense? He isn't the greatest defender. The best are the, like your, your Roman Yossi's are the best that play both. They, they defend and they can contribute on offense as well. I think Eric, Eric Carlson is a forward who happens to fill a position on the blue line, right? That's the difference to me. But I'm taking nothing away from him. Do you th- what, he's, what he's accomplished so far has been incredibly impressive. Do you think that he could succeed as a forward? That's interesting. See, I don't think so. And there's no specific reason why. I just think his game would not be now. No, the first two three years Ottawa? of the season, maybe. Okay, right, because we've seen them. We've seen the Brent Burnses go back, so yes. they started playing up. I think right. it was with Minnesota, where that 
where that experiment took place originally. Right. right. And then went back and he was able to do, which is, and to me, doesn't never gets enough attention. The fact that. No, it doesn't. Uh, Dustin Bufflin as well. But yeah. those two are the standouts to actually play both. When they were talking about Mitch Marner doing it in Toronto this year, I'm like, we have seen this before. Nobody brought it up. No. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, Eric Carlson, I think maybe back in the day, not now probably just old dog new trick stuff yep. and um and maybe i'm simplifying the situation too much but it is incredibly impressive and what i think mostly it is is he's just sticking it to all of us i'm not done you've been talking about me being done for ages now he's stuck there he's making super super coin he's making way too much money for what he's contributed of late a lot of it because of injuries again i take nothing away from him with that but when you're leading your team and you're pretty much doing all of it and your team still stinks and has a not great record I don't know. Does it matter? I remember when he signed that deal, and I'm just looking it up. So June 17, 2019, uh, Doug Wilson was there in San Jose. It was that recent, eh? Eight years, 92. 92. So contract is a cap hit of 11.5. Yeah. So he is through 11.5, Vic, 11.5 through 26.27. Wow. If I can do the age math very quickly, right now he is 32. Yeah, he's not that old. So you add five more seasons and you're talking 36, 37 by the time that deal is done. And now let me ask you a question. This continues. Does anybody, I already know the answer, I think. Does anybody try and trade for him if San Jose is willing, they'd have to eat a significant amount of salary? 100% yes. You think so? 100% I yes. Don't. Why? Not, not, with, not with the term left. Not with the term left. But, if he had a year left, two, and he's playing like this, and another team had the cap space, and and San Jose was obviously willing to eat a fair amount of it, then I would say yes, but he's just there's there's too much time left. What about as a rental? Yeah, but then but he has too much time left, yeah. right? So, so then it's what, the contract. you're gonna flip him? No, no. It, it's yeah, a contract. It's a con I've always said sure. I've always said this about contracts, and some people are up in arms about them when they sign them. It's not their fault for signing them. Of course not. The owners give them this, and the and the GM says, "Hey, do you want it? Sure." What, what's Eric supposed to say? No, no, no. <laughs> Ninety-two. No, you know. You know what? Yeah, I don't feel that great, <laughs> so I might not be as durable as yeah. you might like. No, of course not. First of all, the union would destroy you. Oh, absolutely. But even in addition to that, you can't. No, it's not your fault. It's the same with Jeff Skinner. What was he supposed to do? Not sign it? Like, come on. The pace that he's on nine goals. You want to know how nine goals? Uh, Twelve games as we're doing this podcast now. So last season he had ten goals in fifty games season, <laughs> season before hold on season before eight and 52 season before six and 56 then three and 53 nine and 71 so he is one away from having the most goals scored since last season and his highest was 21 and back in 2014 percentage is what like 68 or it's, something it's not i'm sure it right. isn't, but is it like 25 or so it has to be has to be near 30 i'm sure in front of you? i don't have it in okay. front of me i'm looking I'm gonna, at this i'm gonna yeah, tell you right now i bet you it's about 26 27 so obviously yeah. he's gonna drop that's off. gonna go yeah it's gonna go off he's not gonna score 50 goals no. he's not but 40 no you don't think so? No. I, I think, it, well, let, let's set it at 40 and a half. I think 35 tops. Okay, I'm going to take the over on that. Shooting percentage, 28.1. Ah, it was close. 32 shots he's taken. <laughs> 32, <laughs> 32 shots and nine have gone in. Uh, so he's going to, so he's obviously going to pull back to around 11%, something like yeah, that. Yeah. If, and that's high. For defensemen, that is, is high. It is. So, but let's just say that. So I'm making a note right now. 40 uh -oh. and a half. Okay. This is, and so. you're taking the under. On yeah. And yeah. 35 under. tops. And so you're going to hold this to me. We got the November. Vegas thing. We've got there the we go. Eric Carlson. Okay. Speaking of goals, what about McDavid? 
What about him? You can't, uh, I don't know. You can't stop him. He is, seems to get better with every game, even if he may not score and have a point. It's ridiculous what he can do with the puck. Remember there the other week when he was. a game against the National Predators, a recent game. Yeah. And it seems like he just, along with Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane in right. that game in particular, we can it, talk look, about Kane, it yeah. looks like, it looks like he just had their way. He had his way with them. Yeah. And this was the national predators were supposed to be one of the tougher teams to play against this season. And especially with the acquisition of Ryan McDonough and it didn't look that way at all. He no. was basically toying with them. Uh, Saros was not great in net. That's there as well. There was, cu- you know, a couple of goals. I'm sure that he would say he would have liked to have had back, but at the same time, he's looking, he's looking like he's just having his way. I will say this though. He's not as good. And it's ridiculous. Connor McDavid wouldn't be as good without Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, it sounds like the most ridiculous thing in the world, but it's also but, true. But it's okay. also true. But it's also true. But Connor McDavid would be fine playing with me. What so was like, the... just to make it perfectly clear. <laughs> would we be fine? What was the game he, when he was uh, keeping the puck up? What was that? Right. Was that against Winnipeg? New York? I can't remember. They're all blending together now. Anyway. He looks, he, he's a highlight yeah. reel. What did they, what's the big cliche? He looks like a video game out there. Yeah. He is just that much better. I saw him as an eerie otter when he was so young. And even at that time, I think it was 2012 or 2013 when he was, he was not his draft class. Right. And you're watching him and he's younger than everybody else. And he looks better than everybody else. And he was just magnetic. Even back then when he was a kid, you knew he was something else. He reminds me, um, of Sidney Crosby in how he addresses the media and how he's always talked to the media. I read a story that Crosby had, um, take lessons, but he was coached into when he was in, in the, in junior, when he was coached, how to talk to the media, how to talk to people and how to represent yourself and represent the They're game. Very guarded. Yeah. Very and, guarded. And for, for two, individual i mean mcdavid's already created his legacy um he'll get a cup one day crosby already has had the legacy and he's hall of famer whenever he's done of course but for those two to to be that good in at your position and have so many eyes on you because remember when crosby came in it was crosby ovechkin pretty much right and then others kind of stepped in after that but it was those two now it's mcdavid eichel matthews when he actually scores i think it's, Ma- I think it's matthews and, and, and connor right. first okay and then you i'm just talking about like in those two eichel, yeah okay for sure so two three year stretch of different players coming in but i just i absolutely admire what he what he does and and they say that he uh a leader is like sometimes you can be loud right and people may respond to you in the dressing room if you're loud other times you you don't have to be lead by example but I just think looking at his face, if I was on his on the bench seeing him, he wouldn't have to say a word to me. I would know if he's ticked. I would have to step up. I'd know if he's happy after I'd probably get an earful from him in the room. Right. But what my point is, is that his game is is magical. And, and who he is seems to, I mean, he's just. I want to see more personality from him. Same with Sidney Crosby. I know that ship is It's too failed, late for Sidney. It's too late. I said that And it's too late for McDavid. There's no way McDavid's going to change his his. So, okay. He's going to start yucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> so who then would you like McDavid to be more of? Oh boy, who has fun? So who has the the personality? Taylor Hall started to for a little bit. That you know what? I just don't think any of them are really given the opportunity to be who they want to be. Okay. I think we're starting to see a little bit more of it with the younger players coming into the league. They're having a little bit more fun. You just your aforementioned TikTok and all the rest of it. Yep. The social media teams are taking over. I just want to see more in general. I want to see more of their personalities. Now, McDavid, I also don't want them to be who they who they aren't. I don't want them to not be who they aren't. I know McDavid is not a clown. 
I don't think he has been. I think he was serious when he was five years old. So he can still be who he is. <laughs> right. Right. But if there is, I wouldn't mind a little bit more. I, I get a lot more out of Dreisaitl from that team in his press conferences. I think he's a lot more candid. Agreed. I think he's a lot more honest. Agreed. And um, who's my favorite? Who's the Philadelphia Flyer? Who's like, you're always on. I just like the. As, as you think about that, right. and we have to hit the break too, uh, the other game, really nice moment. Vorchek? When Go ahead. <laughs> in Vorchek, I think so. That's right. I think so. It's like, all you do right. is criticize, criticize. Right. I'm summarizing, but I love that. When the kid was in the stands, came over from Germany to... Yes. And that was that moment to me was amazing. And more it, of that. Yeah. I want it, more of that. And it's it's the the heroes for the kids, and Leon took time. Not only did he take time to give them the sick, but he talked to them. He actually looked at them, talked to them. They had a conversation. And then that was that it. kid will remember it for the rest of their life. Never forget it. Uh, we, co- I think we had about five things to cover. We didn't cover all of them, but that's kind of what we do. Much more to come. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It is NHL and seven. Ryan King, Victoria Matthews. Welcome back to NHL and seven with Ryan Payton and Victoria Matthews. I'll say this: if ever I've done any show, the discussions that aren't recorded that we didn't put on this podcast. Uh, you things. should just run it the whole time because honestly, I think we were just gold. <laughs> because then what we could, we were, then what we could do is we, we could put together, like, you know how they have the outtakes of movies? Right. <laughs> we can put like a big thing together, do a full podcast. And I just now went we're, on a rant about the uh, oh National Predators anyway, but we, we'll get back <laughs> to that shortly. Yeah, we talked about blankets and a whole bunch of other <laughs> stuff too. Anyway, NHL 7, Ryan Payne, Victoria, Matty Ash, at Ryan Payne 75, at Victoria, Matty Ash. Also, uh, catch us wherever you get your podcasts. Also on the SiriusXM app, uh, SiriusXM, NHL Network Radio. This is, do we say it's still a new segment? Because we debuted it last week. So what do we do? When do we co- When do we say it's not a new segment? No, I think it's still new. It's still it's new. fresh. Okay. It's still, fresh. So, so it's when do we say segment. it's not fresh? It's a fresh segment. Okay. So we debuted this last week. And now this is uh, week two of this. Time now to drop the clink hammer. Again, Robert Clinkhammer. Robert reminds me of um, I think I told you last week maybe or maybe I did this on my show Phil Kessel, um, James Van Riemsdyk. Let's see, he's the only player who calls him James. <laughs> James. Yes, Robert. Right. calls him Robert. Anyway, Rob Klinkhammer played, of course, in the NHL. I think he KHL last year. He's been in the KHL. You have no idea. Anyway, I'm giving him some props. So, Rob, we're using your last name for this segment. So this in is an honor of you. This is an honor. honor. Absolutely, right. absolutely. So this is where we constructively criticize we question question we, we critically question okay the performances or lack thereof yeah. of teams players power plays for example why can't the columbus blue jacket score ryan <laughs> See, why go. can't they score you tell me uh four games what? the most recent four games uh-huh. they have four goals you're not going to win anything and no. and if, if you want to start jumping on johnny goudreau that's fair but he's actually the only but person that's not fair okay well he's the only one who's scoring so perhaps okay. it isn't so uh, they 1.33 goals per game in the past, oh, which they all lost. Right. So what is going but on? Best thing to happen to them, they're in Finland. That's not going to hurt. No. Change. If they play like Nashville did in the first couple games. I mean, it's not going to hurt. No. And people say, well, change, I don't for, think the it's gonna, of, change for the yeah. sake of change isn't great. This it's isn't, not going to change. Is, I, think, I, I think getting on a plane and staying somewhere else and just switching it up a little bit isn't going to hurt, but there's obviously something fundamentally wrong. They have, do you know how many power play goals they have this year, this year, as of today, how many power play as goals? As of are today, there? I'm going to say this number is very low it's and I'm going to say it can't get any lower. It does not, than... it not, no, no. <laughs> 
I mean, could you even make it a negative if they've given up short? Yes. I guess you probably yes, you could. could. You could. So they have zero. They have zero power play goals as of this moment of us recording this. And they can't score. And it's awful. I, and they're dead last in the East. It's just not going well at all in their division anyways. Let me rhyme off these these numbers. These are awful. Well, number one, the it's awful having no power play goals at all. Uh, they won in New York. 5-1 against the Rangers. And that was weird. Uh-huh. Why was that weird? Oh, just because it was an anomaly. Okay, was, okay. Was anomalous. So different from... Okay, I get just it. Stra- it was a strange game for I them. I just it, thought it was... It was a strange anom- game for New York. It. it was just a strange game. Since then, they lose to Arizona, mm-hmm. 6-3. They were down 5 nothing, 5 nothing, in that game. Yeah, they were shut out 4 nothing by Boston. Fine. Boston's playing different. I get it. 4 nothing. Yeah, I will give. <laughs> I'll give them a mulligan. Then they were hammered by New Jersey seven to one. So if I do the math, that's seventeen to four in one week. Yeah, but Jersey's an offensive powerhouse now, didn't you know? They are. <laughs> Who saw that coming? That's what I should have said Raise in the previous show. Anybody? I should have said New Jersey is going to lead the league Anybody? in scoring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not happening. There's no answer I have for that. But I will say that don't blame Johnny Gaudreau, no, and I'm especially not. no, I know, especially if he's the only one scoring. You can't blame him. if he wasn't scoring. Then maybe question if others were and he wasn't and they were still in this. If in you this look funk. at the team stats, he's at the top. Line has only played a handful of games, so we can give him a minute as well, even though he isn't scoring either. Right. And then you look down and it's it's speckled. It's so sparse. There's so much zeros and empty spaces just right. going down the team, and you're not going to win anything. It doesn't matter who, you know, Elvis has no chance in that in this situation. I know he's not well now, anyways. No. But it's you you have no chance. You need goal support of some variety. So they're really unfortunate. So then my second question to you is what's wrong with the Nashville Predators? UC Soros is what's wrong with the Nashville Predators. So? Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm going to say this. I don't think it's all UC Saros. I don't understand why some of their young guns are not being given the opportunity because they're they're playing this old defensive way that has worked on occasion because some people just had glorious years. Matt Duchesne's season last year. Anomaly. Up 100, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And they were hoping that he was going to come near that again this year. He has not. Speaking of that, in all the previews for Nashville, one of the questions was, can Matt Duchesne duplicate or exceed what he did a season ago? And if so... That's great for Nashville, and they could take a step forward. I completely saw that and said there's no chance Matthew Shane is going to duplicate. So why not bring up Philip Tomasino from the AHL? He's scoring because in the there's AHL. This old adage, so why not there's give Cody Glass more time on ice? This old adage of you don't change it. You, 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 got, you got to stick with what you have. It's still early. and They're old and slow. But they're old and slow. Matt Duchesne isn't terribly slow. But the no, rest of them, slow. no. But the rest of them, they look old and slow to me. So put Cody Glass out there more. Why is Ely Tolvan and sitting? two games yeah. when he looks so great in the preseason he even looked great overseas and he's your future why is cody glass playing 12 minutes a game what's why you're losing it's not working out and so you're Ryan saying shut back there so you're saying shake this thing shake, shake this up now okay because you're better than that this team i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna belabor the point with the sharks not being good uh or even columbus not playing terribly well nashville is supposed to be a contender, and John Hines is going to lose his job yeah, really soon. Yeah, he is. Like soon, soon. Yeah. You, because you, UC Saros, we all know, is a good goaltender because he didn't have one hasn't good been year. this year. No, 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 no. But he's not a Jordan Bennington. He didn't. He wasn't a flash in the pan. Somehow won a cup. I know he hasn't. You know what I mean. I do. I so do. Bennington had his, and then now we're starting to see. Okay, well, UC Saros has been good. 
And he was even strong as a backup for all those years yep. behind Pekka Yeah. So, and he was a contender for the Vesna last and year. And he learned a lot from Rene. Rene was one of the best, I think, to play. Oh, absolutely. So you have, you have uh, somebody learning or watching and taking. I remember when he would spell Rene for, I don't know, a few games, whatever, over the course of a few weeks. He was great. And I, I'm not saying UC Soros is the issue for because you make up, you have those great points. But if you don't have the confidence in your goaltender, the numbers, he's below 900 in the save percentage. Mm-hmm. He's above three point something, 3.17 in the goals against. And this is somebody who won 67 games last season, won 38 games. Now, hold on a second. 38-25-0-3. That was his record. That's only 13 over 500. It's that. Yeah, but his personal numbers good. were excellent. Though. Okay. It's good. But so his he pers- was, but his personal numbers were what excellent. the goals against? Yes, and save so, percentage. So he was two point two point six four and nine eighteen save percentage. Okay, good enough. Uh, I, what other team? What other team in the NHL would turn him away right now? New York, because they like who they have. Tampa Bay likes who they have. Boston. I don't know. Really? No, no. We're going to go with Swayman and Olmark, and you can keep your UC Saros. It's been fine so far. It's been fine for how ten games, eleven games, twelve games, nine games for sure. A handful of games. I don't. I, so I your think point Vasilevsky, is okay, Markstrom, Vasilevsky, Shesterkin. That's who I am keeping instead of bringing in UC Saros. Absolutely. That's it. I think so. So that's respect from you, and he's good. Saros is good. The coach. Yeah, you're good. not firing the your no, number no, no. one goaltender. So you you're can't. saying you're saying Hines should. He's on the hot seat. Try something else. Yep. And if it's turning to the kids, then do that. Yep. Give it a shot. Because this, this is it. This it's is not bad. working. Speaking of, good segue. We didn't plan this. Well, we kind of did. Penguins, Leafs. Where do you want to begin? See, the segue was the magical floor. before you explained it. <laughs> the floor is yours. Uh, well, at this point in time, they're in exactly the same situation. They're both on losing streaks. They yeah. both have the same record. And they were both supposed to be much better. Penguins were like, let's get the game back together and not mess with anything and not try and do anything different because we want one more shot of the cup and they're stinking the joint out. Uh-huh. The Leafs, I have, I don't know what is happening here. Okay. You mentioned John Hines and you mentioned how he needs to change things up, right? Whether it's play the young guys, try something he different. He has to do something different. Okay. Try something different. Sheldon Keefe. It's has... not the same story. No, right. What, what I'm getting at is that he has been trying to do different things when you have William Nylander on your third line and what's he making anyway whatever it is not a lot of teams would have William Nylander on their third line but they were effective the other night even though they lost for a few minutes that's fine but the rest of the team hasn't been effective at all so my point is that Keith is trying to do things I said this I don't know if it was to you but I'll say it now that I think Sheldon Keith early on, even in the first week of the season, for whatever reason. I don't have a specific reason, a feeling, gut feeling. He lost the room. You know what? He lost the room. I want to, he dis- has lost I want the room. to disagree with you on this so bad, and I really can't. Just And it's, I'm getting, I think where that feeling is grounded in is when you listen to the players speaking about him now, there isn't anything that gives you the sense that they're going to win one for the Gipper here. Right. There's none of that. Right. So to my point, and there's been the recent, I mean, fighting with Mitch Marner about this and that. And it's almost like now the media spotlight in Toronto and even around the league is that, oh, Mitch Marner isn't happy with Sheldon Keefe, where the conversation should usually be Sheldon Keefe isn't happy with Mitchell Marner, which yep. just speaks to the disrespect that everybody is showing that. We all have that sense. 
And if the if the Leafs don't turn it around very quickly, we are going to be very shortly talking about a new head coach. Yeah, we will because you can't fire the entire team. No. But something isn't working now, and it goes beyond the blue end has uh, the blue line. The blue end. The blue line has holes in it, one hundred percent. There's no question there. It's but they should still be. That California trip was a disaster. disaster. Yeah. It was an and unmitigated disaster. Didn't we talk too? And I said to you that years ago when you went through San Jose, Anaheim, and L.A. This was in early 2010, whatever it was. You would be lucky if you had one point. Teams feared going into that. But not now. Not now. Not now. So then Toronto goes in. It's just. And we said out of the six possible points, we we, they should get four. They should get four. Do you know how many they got? Two. Barely. Yeah. Barely. And they don't yeah. have a win. No. So if, okay. So Sheldon, Kyle Dubas has been very quiet. He's been very quiet during this whole thing. I think there's things going on behind the scenes, obviously, that we don't know about, but we also know a little bit about them. What because help, what, it doesn't help to fire the general manager. Right no, 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 no. That's not right? what I'm saying. I'm saying he's been quiet. Cause I think that he knows that some massive shakeup has to happen because how he's built this team. First of all, they're contractually handcuffed. They've been this way for years with the salary cap, even though the cap's going up, what was it? Four mil supposedly next season, which isn't a time. Right. So they've been contractually handcuffed with, with contracts every off season. Oh, Vander Kane, all these different players who you know are going to command a lot of money and get a lot of money. Oh, Leafs can't be in on it because Zach Hyman, sorry, you know, we can't give you that extra year. You deserve the money. Couldn't give you whatever money you got. Jack Campbell, same kind of thing. But they have the stars, Ryan. They have the stars. You're so then, these guys so then, so then that to me is behind the bench. It's simple. Sheldon Keefe has to go. It's simple. And uh, it, the body language, I'm always about this. This whole podcast has been a lot about like feelings, I think. Anyway, at least my end. I'm about the therapy session. It is. Yeah. <laughs> just coming off one too. Oh, gotta go. No, um, the, I'm about body language and just the body language of number one, the players with all due respect to Toronto. If John Tavares really is your best player with all due respect, I'm not saying his best days are behind him, but his better but, but day. No, no, no. You can say that. I can. Okay. Yes. I was trying to be nice. Fine. His best days are behind him. But when he's the only one that I see actually really giving a, you know, what about it? Yeah. Then there's a problem. But the body language with the players, the heads are down. Yes, that happens when you lose. I totally get that. But there's just no, there's no respect factor. I don't see it all with the Leafs and the Sheldon Keefe. The next two weeks are massive for this team. They have to go we on a heater. This, we, I, but but we, we said this going into the West. <laughs> we're serious now. We were joking Monday, last time. The Monday after the after the the horrific West Coast trip. If he wasn't fired on the Monday, he's not going to be, they're going to give him a couple more games right. because what's the point now? Right. So, but he, I mean, they need to go on a heater situation is the same thing with the Penguins. I'm not saying that there's a coaching change there, but also you're coming off this awful road trip yep. back home. It's blew, not, mm. it's not as serious. It's serious. That's not the right word. It's not as dire, dire. Yeah. yeah, dire as it is for Toronto because the expectation for Toronto was a lot higher going into this season than the Penguins. I was discussing this weeks ago about the Penguins and the Capitals. You know, they had their runs, whatever, and Ovechkin Crosby almost the same time in the league, all this type of stuff. So it's been those two going at it, and the Penguins, Caps, they've met a number of times in the playoffs, etc. They're older now, and so what team is is the worst of the older teams? What, what team's older than... It, Penguins or the Capitals? Well, the, the Capitals of, are completely banged up right, right now. So we can't even so look this, at them no, through no, no. the same lens. Yeah, so this was, this was the discussion going in. Right. If you would have just some sort of topic right. and say, hey, you know, I think Washington may be kind of going to play a little bit older, whatever, because the window's been closing. But there's no, yeah, there's pressure to win, but there's not anywhere near as much 
discussion in the dire need for a change in Pittsburgh okay, as there is in Toronto. This is my view of this. I think the, we the most the, we're talking about the Penguins and the Leafs at the same time. I think the most wonderful thing to happen to the Penguins right now is the fact that the Leafs are going through a very similar situation. It really takes so the not a ton of okay. That's right. They're not getting nearly right. enough attention for what's happening because even in the offseason when they signed Malkin and they said we're not going to make any significant changes to this team right. and what we're going to keep the gang together because we have one more cup in us as we stand right now do you and, think yeah no i don't think so but that's what they said so i think there is still, still some pressure on them because they just got off an, a horrific road trip out west it's very very mirror like to what the Leafs went through but they come back they're back at home they're up five two on boston yeah Ryan. i was gonna bring five that up two. five two and then and, they blew I, I know the boston bruins yeah, are yeah. absolutely smoking right now I understand that, but you're up five two. You don't blow five two lead. And you can't. You don't blow five two. Not when you have that veteran that the veterans on that team and, have to make sure that does not happen. And with the Chris Letang, he's day to day. That's right. Yeah. He's banged he's, up. Yeah. Okay. Um he could be back any moment from where we're talking right now. Right. So Boston, when they came back to win, I remember reading something where it said, Was that OT loss a step forward for the Penguins? Oh, meaning, wow. Right? Really? Yeah. Meaning they were up 5-2. No. Right. How can that be? To me, that's a two, two, you know, one step back, two steps forward. This was two steps back. This was two two steps back to lose 6-5. to It doesn't matter if it's Boston or Edmonton or anybody. Win. Yeah. So, you do not want that one point. So, like, you don't want to lose. I, no. In regulation, I understand that. But blowing the 5-2 lead, because this was their chance to hit the reset button. Yeah. They're back home. That was horrific. Let's put it behind us. Here's our opportunity to get back on track. And they were up. If they hadn't, if, if this was a two-one loss, it's a different story That's to me. But absolutely different, up. totally different. And I, I didn't watch the game, but I was checking the score. That one, I was checking the scores constantly. And oh, they have another one. Boston got another one. Boston got another one. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> yeah. They're gonna blow this, yeah. and they did. And they did. Three Stanley Cups they've won in the last 15 years. So there's no pressure in that respect. I agree with you on no. that. The pressure is much more on Toronto. But I'm saying in the immediacy, they did say this summer, the Penguins management said, we are keeping everybody together for one less chance because we think we have it and they don't look like it right now. So let me ask you something then. I was looking at this earlier on today about Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. So the two stars on the Leafs, Okay. And Marner has two goals. Matthews has three goals in 10 games. Isn't that wild? It's wild. But let me throw this at you. Um, first of all, 10, 10 games, 48 shots on goal. So that's 4.8 per game, correct? That's right. Okay. He's operating at 6.3%. Far cry from so, so Eric Carlson is, over okay, 20. Okay, all right. So uh, you're, you're like, on. this is, okay, sorry. Go one, ahead. one more. Last season, five goals through 10 games. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's only two off. He's only two off. So are we making too much of this? Probably. If he was on it. Okay, so he's not getting the bounces. The shooting percentage obviously speaks, illustrates that. He's not getting the bounces. Okay, he's not. I mean, I, that's not the expression to shoot, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Marner was off to a horrifically slow start last year as well. And he, he actually brought that up, which I didn't love because, oh, I was bad last year too. Yeah, come on, buddy. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. I don't know if you want to remind us that, you know, you, you, you pooped <laughs> you the bed last October. Too. Uh -huh. But uh -huh. so, yes, there is something to be said for that. But I, I don't know how else to put this as a, to say, I don't care. Be better. Just be better. Just yeah. because we've gone through this again and you managed to eventually pull your socks off. There shouldn't be an excuse. Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't do. Uh, and it doesn't do much one of the discussions is, oh, you grip the stick too tight, all this type of stuff. 
Uh, I've got a little bit of time for that. I do. I do too. They've got to get it together. My whole thing is, it's been a few games. My whole thing is, is five and 10, three and 10. Just keep it that. Matt, you talked about Toronto getting on heater. Matthews needs to get on one of those. And he can, he's proven that he can. One of the stars of the league. A lot of issues in Toronto and behind the bench. um, At some point soon, more than likely this continues. There's going to be a coaching change because as Vic, you said, you can't fire the team, but you can certainly have a change behind the bench. Apparently Barry Trotz is willing to get back at it in December. <laughs> yes. Right. So we've heard. So hold on. What are we on here? 30, not even 30, 20, 29 days. I uh, credit to Pierre Lebrun for that. Yes. That's his insight. Well, there we go. See, it's all, it's all. Anyway, let me ask you something quick before we hit the break, because we have to, and then we'll look ahead to the games to come. If the Leafs turn it around a little bit in the next month, less than that, Say they play even 500 hockey. No, more than that. Okay. So they need to play... Six. 750 hockey? No, 600. I 600, 600 hockey. Yes. Will they still make a change behind the bench? No. If it's working, it's I disagree. Working. I disagree. You think it's done, eh? I, I think it's done. You think they're going to pay Sheldon Keefe to not, to not coach his Yes, team? they you will. You think they're going to pay Mike Babcock to still paying Mike Yeah, Bob. they will. Because Kyle Dubas knows that if this does not work, he's done. Kyle Dubas is out of a job. Right. He's out of a job. You think he's making that decision? No. Brennan Shanahan has his hand on this entire team, right. on this entire, do that whole duo role if you want. Anyway, we can talk more about this, but we'll see. It's it's interesting. One of the number of teams in the league that a lot of eyes are on and always Toronto seems like there's more eyes than, than less. Uh, we'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll look ahead to the week to come. NHL in seven, Ryan Payton, Victoria Mack. Welcome back to NHL in 7 with Ryan Payton and Victoria Maviash. This is the uh, part of the podcast where we look ahead to the week to come. And we're doing this a bit later on in the week, so we don't have as many days to come. We're looking at Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right, which is, again, this is a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday league in the NHL. So there's a lot of good games coming up Thursday, not saying Wednesday and Friday, all that type of stuff, Sunday. But There's only two games each on Wednesday and Friday right. because the so NHL just, doesn't oh. know how to schedule. And the one on it. Friday, the one on Friday is 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, then 7 o'clock. <laughs> am, am, am I missing something on that day? You get to take a real deep dive. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you get a break. So you got three hours till, say, the hockey's five, three hours till 5 Eastern and then my two, kingdom. dinner. Okay. My kingdom for a balanced schedule. That's all I'm going to say. I know, I know, I know. Um, one, one quick uh, thought before we head to the games, uh, Arizona, just, I know we spoke on another platform and stuff, but just your thoughts on the whole mullet arena thing and, and debut and first game and all that stuff. Uh, it was nice to see them get their first win for sure. I was surprised it came against Florida, yep. to be honest. I wasn't expecting but that at all. We're still wondering what Florida is though. No, we're trying to figure that out. I think them, I think they're missing Aaron Eckblad than more than people right. are making a deal about. Right. But, the, but I want to go and visit. And I want to. I, I want to visit Tempe, Arizona. I'm looking at dates in March, actually. And Florida did make a deal with Calgary, and they got rid of Mackenzie Weaker. Anyway, carry on. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think we're gonna. Anyway, if if you want to invite me, please do. I'll go with you. <laughs> we'll chat. About <laughs> okay. That. Okay. No, but for sure, I think it would be a very interesting experience. Beyond that, we're now looking to Thursday, yeah. and to me. Uh, one of the marquee, there's way too many games on Thursday, but uh-huh. that's fine. One of the marquee matchups, the Bruins are visiting the New York Rangers. Yep. All the teams in the Tri-City area um, have just been absolutely on fire. 
as I'm speaking right now, they're the, the Devils, the Islanders, and the Rangers are a combined 11 and 0, which is really phenomenal. And it's fun. It's fun for the NHL. I like seeing this, but the Rangers are playing really well. Boston is the best team in the NHL. I don't think there's much discussion to have. No. So on Thursday night, that to me is my marquee matchup. I want to see how. Boston's offense, I'm going to guess they're going to they're gonna throw Shesterkin in net for that one because I can't see, right? You, you'd think. Right? You'd think. Okay. It's a big test. It's a big test. You mentioned Boston. They have the most points, I think, tied with Vegas. 18, 19, whatever it is. But And sometimes you look at standings and you think, oh, well, they have the most points in the league. They're the best team. Statistically, sometimes that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Like That's points, right. fine, but it's how Boston's playing, which is just yeah. They're buying into Jim Montgomery's system, yeah. and uh, he's my Jack Adams leader right now. I know he's not yours, but he's mine. No, he's not mine. Not mine at all. Why don't you? I why have don't it, you like Jim. What's I, wrong? I, it's not that I don't like him. I, <laughs> <laughs> you're poking me. I don't. I have an issue with the Jack Adams Award being handed out to coaches who coach really good teams. So that, you agree that's my with thing. John Cooper not winning it ever. You're fine with that. You are. I'm okay with it. I'm not. Because he's, if there's anyone who I would want to win it and who has, it is John Cooper. I think he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. But I'm, I would much rather see, um, say, a reclamation project in Chicago if Luke Richardson, whatever. Um, what does Torts do in Philly? I'm just going to go through the list. All uh, right. So, Lam- so, okay, so the Bruins finished top of the Eastern Conference. He will get he will get the coach. Okay. He, he okay. will. But I just. And you don't think he deserves it. It's a good team. You and I could coach for 10 games. We get at least five, six, yeah, or seven but, wins. But I'm incredible. Most right. people can't. <laughs> Toria, my vote, Jack Adams. I'm rooting, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for Mr. Montgomery right now. So that's that's my Thursday. Mine is Mark, by the way. Vesna, carry on. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how mine's, that uh, yeah. So mine's, uh, uh, devils and Edmonton again, the devils. It is great to see. Uh, we had two down on the list. Jesper brought is, uh, what yeah. he's going to win the heart. <laughs> no, he's not. He's, well, he's not right, but... but it's great. It's great story. Uh, I've been pulling for the devils for a long time. I think a lot of people, a have. lot of people have. And to me, they've been one of the most boring teams in history. I'll be honest. One of the most boring teams to watch. It goes back to Jacques Lemaire when he did that neutral zone trap, well, all that type well, of stuff. Well, yeah, they won the Stanley Cup in the most boring fashion yeah, possible. But I just I just think there's nothing sexy about them. And that's with all due respect to the Devils. I mean, is there anything sexy about Devil? Okay. Lindy Ruff. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> Devils Edmonton good test for both. It anyway. is, and yeah. we're gonna and we're actually gonna see what Vanacek is made of yeah, up yeah. against that offense because he has played supremely well. But this is a whole new this is a whole new kettle of fish so in that, Edmonton. In Edmonton. yeah, and Jack Campbell, we can talk about this next week. Something with him. It's it just I I don't I I I'll just leave it at that. Um, we'll we'll talk next week about that. Uh, what about the weekend? Uh, we're looking at Chicago and Winnipeg. Chicago's my team. They need a goaltender. All their goaltenders are banged up in the infirmary. So we're going to see how, but they are scoring and they're fun. And I know you have a little thing for Max Domi right now. It's not a good thing. Why? Um, The other night um, when Patrick Kane got hit. Yeah. Do you remember? I forget who hit him. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's escaped me. Escaped me. Um, It was, it wasn't a bad hit, but it wasn't the greatest hit, and it could have been bad if Kane went a little further into the boards, kind of going down. I get it. So then Max Domi jumped to his defense, which was fine. That's not my issue I have. My issue is, is that there's too much of that in him. There's too much of that in Max Domi, and there's too much of his dad in him. You can't get rid of it. You don't need to think you're the toughest guy on the ice. You don't need to do that. You, to me, 
have skill enough if you focus just on that to be a good player. Not a great player, but you can be a good player. I think all he's looking for, not all, I think a lot of what he's looking for in his game is how he, he for lack of a better term, how can he, how he can be a bully. That's what I think. I think, you know what I think is different this year? He's playing, he's the number one center for this team out of necessity. So what makes the difference? Well, I think he's going to, he's a little bit older now. I think he's going to take on that responsibility and I think he's going to do less. So you're thinking there, there's more maturity. He has with him. to, he has to be That's my point mature. with him. So we'll see. And I'm not saying he doesn't have skill. He does have skill. He showed that, but I just think, you know, Max, know your role, know the role. And the other night, fine. Patrick Kane, I get it. I think a lot of people would have done that, especially I with think Kane. a lot of people would have done that's, that. And that's not my thing, but just little things he over the course of time. around the league so much now that so, this, is his, so, this is his opportunity to seize this to seize this chance because now he's seeing heavy minutes. He's playing with the Patrick Kane. He's playing on the top line. He's going to put up career points if he keeps up on the, on the pace he's on right now. This is his chance. So we'll see what he makes of it. Nothing wrong with 500 hockey for Chicago. And what no. does it also tell you that he's bound around so often what does that tell you well yeah there's something there. Okay. he's not he's not living up to his potential i covered him in his draft year actually he yeah. was uh he was quite Won an interesting nice. uh he, yeah he was quite an interesting interview and you could tell that his dad played in the nhl he had um a presence about yes him. right yeah he does uh sunday toronto carolina the only reason we chose this one or at least i did you can agree or not is it's going to be that game's going to be a huge one for one of two reasons Either one, the Leafs will hopefully get their third straight win, but they're coming off a game against Boston, so that's probably not going to happen. Night before. Night before. Or the second thing is, it's going to be a three-game skid, and they're going to make a coaching change. If they're on a three-game skid, if they don't win, I'm going to say, even if if they don't get four or six points in the next three, keeps done. Keeps done on Sunday night. Monday morning, Leafs love a new coach. We'll see. And what that's interesting. You don't agree. The, no, no, no. I don't disagree. I don't <laughs> but you disagree. Don't agree. So what's the difference? You cut. They have to, coming up, they have to win two of three. I will, or maybe, I don't know. I don't. They I don't. have to win two of three. You can't, you can't come out of this. Okay. So do we, okay. Let me just look here. Carolina, where's Carolina at? Carolina is third in the Metro, 13 points. Do we just give Boston the win because Boston's playing? No, not so yet. Well? Okay. Not yet. So then they do then. They have to. They have to get at least two or three. They have to. I say they have to win one of that weekend set. They either have to beat Freddie Anderson, their old goaltender, on Sunday. And which one? Which one would be more significant to if, the team? Boston. They, yes. Boston. If, yes. If they beat the Saturday Bruins night, and Sheldon, if Sheldon Keefe is still the head coach when they play the Bruins, they beat the Bruins. He's got a couple more days, no matter what happens in Carolina. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, fantasy time. We're going to do this really quickly. These are just uh, my fantasy seven, because to go with the theme of NHL and seven, seven players that are not overwhelmingly rostered in ESPN.com leagues. Maybe some some players you want to look at. Martin Natchez with the Nachos Natchez with the Carolina Hurricanes. He's just scoring. He's not getting any enough credit for it. I really like that kid, too. Yeah, me too. Um, so he's going to be a fun one to watch for years. And he's actually got it going on. He's had been criticized a little bit unfairly in recent years. And this year he's uh, not. Brandon Montour with the Florida Panthers because mm -hmm. Aaron Eckblad is out. Mm -hmm. He's scoring. He's anchoring the top power play for them. He's putting up points. He's a bit of a gem in fantasy schemes right now. Kevin Hayes, for some reason, is the top center for the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, not for some reason, because Sean Couturier is say, out. Yeah. Because of injuries to right, other players. Right. 
But still, Kevin Hayes on another team is a third line center. He's a good one, but on this team, he's a top line center. And for some reason, he also has 10 points, mostly assists so far. And he's putting up banging numbers in fantasy. And Jonathan Taves. Well, <laughs> yes, so I have asterisks next to my Why? Jonathan Taves because I know this. Explain to the listeners. He is putting up incredible numbers right now. Mm-hmm. They're having a lot of fun in Chicago on offense. They're having a ton of fun. I don't see him sustaining it. If it's not an injury issue, I think it's just going to yeah. be a fall off issue. Right. So Jonathan Taves is not Jonathan Taves of 10 years ago, and we shouldn't expect him to be. So enjoy it for what it is right now. What I would say to any fantasy manager, use it. Wait, don't wait for him to drop off and try and trade him. Trade him before he does drop off for something else because you got to trade at peak value, man. And I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to sustain this. The more that this goes on for Chicago, again, it was, um, I think, 10 points at 500 through the first 10 games of the season as, as we're doing this. I remember a lot of the discussion point in the offseason was, well, well, number one, Cap- Patrick Kane and I think Taves were questioning what the heck is our team doing? Are, are we still Blackhawks? Right. Are we going to stay? So if if this team is, they're not going to make the postseason. If the team is respectable, if playing respectable hockey, at least, my question is to you. Do they trade them? Do they trade? Do they try to get them out? I would suppose so. Wouldn't you? How many... Much, Patrick Kane. How much term do they have left on their contract? I thought Patrick Kane has a year left. Okay. Is he not? Um, I think maybe he does. Maybe he does. But they both signed the same the same deals. I think at the at the at the same time. Did they? I, I can't. I I can't remember exactly when they both of them signed. Okay. Patrick so, Kane has a year left. Here it is. So, so you had have no reason. No. July 9, 2014. So he's in the last year of that eight year deal. You're right. Okay. Last year of the eight year deal. No movement clause. You tell me Patrick Kane's not right. going to say yeah. yes. Can I go to a contender, please? I want to win the cup again. Can you imagine with him with the Rangers or something like that? It would just be wild. I'm going to mark that down. He's going to end up in New York. Do you think so? Yeah. Uh, That's Jonathan such Tays, a nice John, fit. Jonathan yeah. Tate anyway, is sorry. a bit of a different situation. Yeah. But Patrick Kane is gone. I don't understand. So it's in, it's in the team's best interest for him to play well. I still think he enjoys playing hockey. But, I mean, what's the point? He's going to sign somewhere else in the offseason. Or he's going to sign back in Chicago in the offseason. I can't see that happening. No. But... And we'll you see. can, and if you're Chicago, it uh, doesn't matter if Taves has taken a step back or Kane's taken a step back and they're not the way they were. You make sure you get a decent amount in return. Oh, you still do. For but- them, which you will. Don't know what that is and what it will be, but. There's going to be enough interest for sure, especially in Patrick Kane. Jonathan Taves, we'll see how it goes. And let's see if he stays healthy. Yep. Uh, another fantasy uh, gem that I see that is completely underappreciated right now is Jake DeBrusque with the yep. Boston Bruins. He's playing on a top line with Brad Marchand. Patrice Bergeron. Sign me up, please. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sign me up. He's already put up some points. He's going to put up a lot more. Shane Pinto, he's the uh-huh. rookie of the month, I believe. And he's uh, he's been having a lot of fun in Ottawa right now. And uh, he's underappreciated. A great uh, dynasty uh, pickup if you can somehow get your hands on him. And in net, uh, Vanacek. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, you were saying that. Uh, I was right. So July 9, 2014, they both signed. Same contracts. Okay, so they're both eight years, eighty four. Yeah, so, I can't uh, see why. Why would they end the no, season? No, it doesn't make any sense. No, yeah. Unless Chicago just continues to win games, this won't happen. Which is not going to happen. Even so. if even if they do, they have to give them a chance. They uh, that's that's what I would do anyway. But that's why we're armchair GMs because we just sit and talk about it. You guys make the decisions. Anyway, been a lot of fun. Uh, we're out of time. NHL in seven. We're going to be back at it next week. I guarantee you, there's going to be a whole bunch of discussions. 
perhaps a new, a new coach or two. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yep. Monday morning. Yep. Okay. We'll, we'll convene then. Uh, on behalf of Victoria Maniash, I'm Ryan Payton. Catch us again anywhere you get your podcast. Also on the SiriusXM app, SiriusXM, NHL Network Radio, uh, Channel 91. This has been NHL Insight. This has been NHL in 7 with Ryan Payton and Victoria Matiash, broadcasting on the NHL Network app and wherever you get your podcasts.